This is Olivia Berkman, and this is the Financial Executive Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by award-winning thought leader in project management, Antonio Nieto Rodriguez. We talk about the difference between project managers and project leaders, the most important skills for executing a major project successfully, and the future of project leadership. Hi, Antonio. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Olivia. It's a pleasure to be in your podcast. Really an honor to share some thoughts. Great. So your book, The Project Revolution, How to Succeed in a Project-Driven World, explores how leaders and companies can thrive in what you call the project economy. So why is this topic so important to you? Well, it's a very personal topic uh, at first because I I struggled myself with projects. Then I I was um, uh, kind of fired in my career because senior leaders didn't understand the value of projects. So uh, I experienced some kind of up and downs in, in the area of projects. And I decided to research, to focus on it, to make sure that um, everybody knows leaders and managers, but also anybody knows how to manage projects better. And and now with the, what I call the project economy or the geek economy, everything seems to be more project-based, careers, studies, uh, work. That's kind of the, the introduction to the topic. Can you explain the difference between project managers and project leaders and then how are the skills different for each? Good question. Yes, it's, it's not black or white. I think there is the need for project managers and project leaders. Um, however, I, I think that the biggest difference is about uh, uncertainty and the speed of change um, and complexity. I think uh, uh, maybe 20 years ago, things were a bit more stable and, and you didn't need to, to think about constant change and, and projects had a clear timeline and, and, and a clear scope. And, and for those kind of situations, you would expect a, a great project manager to take care. It's about uh, defining the plan, defining what has to be done, and then just follow through the execution. So it's, it's really a monitoring the implementation. That's what I would call um, the manager role. Um, as opposed to today where I think <laughs> what uh, companies need are project leadership, which means we are able to deal with uncertainty. Um, often we launch projects where we are not completely sure what's the purpose or uh, the scope is defined. And, uh, and, and in particular, one of the challenges is that people are so busy with their day-to-day job plus different projects on top of that, that uh, you need some sort of leadership skills to engage people who are not working for you. They're not reporting for you. They're super busy and you need to still make sure that they contribute to your project um, to help you deliver that project across the organization. And, and this counts not just for the team members, but it's also important for the leadership team. As a project leader, um, you need to engage your leadership, your executives to help you um, <coughs> with that transformation, expansion, uh, new products. So 
I think today you still need project managers, but the big difference is, is where these projects are taking place. And because we're in such a volatile uh, world, uh, you, you need more leaderships. I, I hope that uh, I managed to clarify the question. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Where do you find that leaders stumble when it comes to leading a project? Um, well, I think the challenges with uh, projects have been always there uh, since we do projects and modern project management exists from uh, the early 80s. PMI was founded in 1969, but the first PM Bob, the guide for managing projects, was uh, just uh, launched in the 80s. So it's, it's about 40 years old profession. But I think what you see recurring, Olivia, is that First, we are too quickly launching projects. I, I always say when I'm speaking to leaders or in conferences, one of the most popular words in organizations and businesses, kickoff. Um, we all love kickoff. Uh, we have a lot of kickoffs during the week. We love to launch projects, but then the second or third meeting, people start to disappear from these meetings. So <clears throat> I do believe that there's a moment uh, before launching a project which is crucial for taking a decision, whether is it the right timing, is it a project already, or is just an idea that needs to be explored. So that part, I think that's fundamental, and it's, it's a big pitfall in, in most of the companies. When a project mm-hmm. is a project, when to launch it, is it the right time? Then you come to the part of defining what you want. We love ideas, but then are we sure what we want to develop? Are we sure um, the scope, the requirements, the the functionality we see um, delivering this project? If we are not, then we should be careful with the project. So um, there are, of course, you know that uh, agile methodologies for cases, IT development, where you don't know exactly the scope and you can make it iterative to build it. But for other projects, the most vague the scope is, the, the higher the chances of wrong estimate and failure. Then uh, <clears throat> another big issue on leadership is back to the first point. We launch projects, but first, we don't know if it's a project. Second, do we have the capacity? Do we have the resources? Um, often not. Most of the time, people are already 100% busy. Everybody's busy in an organization. So how can you add yet another project? So having the resources and the right capabilities is a check that is often um, missed. It's not done. It's not that performed. So you engage in a project, you start committing resources, but first they're not available. Second, they don't have the skills. So I think it's very, very important to to do that check. I always say if you want to start a project, uh, Mr. CEO, then make sure you stop one. Make sure that you make the capability resources available. So it's a painful, it should be a difficult process where you make trade-offs when you want to start a project. And then the, I think what's a big challenge to finish on this question is the engagement of the people. We are all very excited when a project starts, but if that project struggles and all projects go up and down, that's uh, always the case. But if it goes forever, if it takes uh, nine, 10 months, 12 months, people start uh, dragging, um, uh, 
get being bored, they don't participate, they don't deliver. So how can you ensure that you develop a high-performing team that is committed till the end? So I think that's, for me, part of a high-performing team, the culture, making it exciting and rewarding for the people to stay committed throughout uh, the project. And again, this is not just for the team, but for the executives too. Right. That's a great point. What would you identify as the most important leadership skill for executing a major project successfully? Oof, that's a difficult question here. Uh, the most important leadership skill? Well, if you follow the, the PMI research, they, they talk about communication as the core uh, competencies, one that you use about 80% uh, when you're executing a project. And, and communication doesn't mean uh, just talking or presenting, but it's about listening. Listening uh, to the people, listening to the team, to your clients, to see whether issues and, and how to solve them together. So uh, being present, being participant in the meetings, that's also part of the communication. Um, um, I would say for me, the communication linked to making a culture where people are not punished, where mistakes are not punished, individuals are not punished because they fail something. Um, I think that would be the second link to the first one is you want a culture in your projects, which is about bringing issues to the table. I was, uh, I had the pleasure to talk to Alan Mulali, uh, uh, CEO of Ford and Boeing, and he was telling me, Antonio, every time we were building a new plane, the 777, for example, an extremely successful project, uh, I think about 20 years ago, every time there was an issue, we treated issues as a gem. Uh, we were excited about the issue, we would put the people around the table to solve it, and to me that resonated so much. Most of the times I see projects where people are afraid of saying, hey, we might have an issue here, or hey, we might not meet the deadline, so what can we do? Um, so I think that's partially communication, but that would be the second very important point. Make sure people feel comfortable to speak up and to work as a team, not a hierarchy, but as a team. Right. What about the skills that team members need to have? Mm, that's another very, very key question. I think, uh, yeah, often you don't think about the, the skills of the team members. Um, uh, I think what happens is that, according to my experience, is you will often have uh, people in your team who are the least busy, so uh, they're available and they will assign them to me, to your team, and, and, and instead of the best resources which are already fully committed and overbooked. So I think you still can succeed with team members. Uh, for me, the skills, of course, they need to have a technical or functional expertise. Uh, if they work in sales or HR or compliance, that part of, of their competencies, which are important for the project, should be there. Um, but the other parts which are relevant, they have to be team players. Um, you, you're playing uh, 
a project is like playing football or basketball, everybody has a role to play. So it's important that there are team players by nature. Um, I like when um, um, team members are um, open-minded, so you, you need to have able to listen to others and, and diversity is very, very important uh, to have in the team. So open-minded, listening, um, uh, making sure that they are also uh, able to speak up. You don't want team members who are quiet uh, all the time. They can be, but it needs important that they contribute, that they speak up. Um, I think those are the major skills that I will take care of. Definitely their technical expertise and the team spirit uh, that will be reflected in the other team members, I would say that the most important. There are one question that comes always on the team is do you want negative people who see uh, always the risks and they will complain saying, well, we're never going to make it or I told you this will never happen or um, I think these people could be a bit negative uh, to the culture of that project, but I do believe that there can add quite some value. We tend to be over-optimistic in projects when we're estimating, when we see uh, deadlines coming uh, to us, and I always like to have somebody who's quite realistic who would see the, all these kind of things that could go wrong and, and break them up and, and address them. So I think that part, not all the team members, but you will be good to have one um, personality like that. Right. So the last thing that I want to ask you, Antonio, is what does the future of project leadership look like? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Olivia, I think these are, uh, it's a very important question. We're Especially me, who I, I, I do a lot of research on the topic and I'm trying to figure out what will this uh, future look like for projects and project leadership. I think there's a bit of a shift in, from traditional project uh, leadership and management, which has been often uh, focus on the internal kitchen of the project. So the scope, the milestones, the, the definition, that's what we used to report all the time. Are we on scope, on time, on budget? Um, these are the, the most classic ones. And what you see, and I believe this will happen, is there's a, a shift towards benefits and value creation. <coughs> So um, what what do I, I, I mean, for example, here, uh, an example, uh, the, the Sydney Opera House, uh, that project was planned to take, I, I remember, I think about seven years to be completed, the Sydney Opera House uh, actually took um, 17 years, quite, quite, quite more than what I expected. The budget was also um, much higher than planned. That project, according to traditional project management, that would have been a disaster. But yet that project has delivered huge amount of benefits uh, for the city, uh, revenues from tourists, it's, an, it's a symbol. So I think project leadership will move into benefits and values. Yeah, the project might be late, 
the project might um, not yet be completed, but we are delivering benefits. We're becoming um, uh, already uh, selling part of the product that we want to deliver, using part of the hospital that we were planning to build. So the leadership becomes more uh, closer to entrepreneurship and and management leadership execution. Um, so moving from the internal kitchen to outside work and, and the benefits of the project, transmitting those to keep the engagement and keep people motivated and showing value for the company. So I think that's where the future of project leadership will go. Um, let's see if that happens. Absolutely. Well, Antonio, thank you so much for your time today and for your insights on this very important topic. You're, it's a pleasure, Olivia. I really enjoyed the, the questions. They were quite tough, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>